Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us here on this Thursday, March 9th, 2023, as we continue to move forward, get closer to the NCAA tournament. Duke's run in the ACC tournament gets started today in the quarterfinals. On today's show, I'm excited to chat with my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. A lot to dive into as we'll be previewing the ACC tournament at large with high expectations for the Duke men's basketball team, the hottest team in the conference. I don't think very many people want to see Duke on the other side of the floor when we get started here in the ACC tournament. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to also follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast and watch the show daily each and every day on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube as well. So without further ado, let me bring on my good pal Josh Cox here from the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast. And Josh, I've said it all week. I'll continue to say this. Duke is the hottest team in the conference and I'm really fired up to see them get started in the ACC tournament. Yeah, I mean, we're really playing well, and, and we're, we're able to win games uh, where, where we are playing at a high level. We're also still able to win games when we struggle uh, shooting the ball and other things. And so it's just really encouraging. To me, that's a sign of a good team, right? When you're still able to get high-quality wins when you're not playing your best basketball, that means you're a really good team. And so it seems like these guys have just grown together throughout the year if you really – you take a, a holistic look at this from November to now, I mean, you really have seen a team that has grown together. And I guess some credit we can give to Coach Shire, right? It's like some Duke teams in the past have we felt like have peaked in December and it's kind of been a slow trickle, you know, downhill. Um, I feel like this team, you know, struggled out of the gate some, but man, they've really hit their stride. And here we are, February and March, and they're playing the best basketball of the season. And that's really what you want to see. Really ready to make some noise here in the ACC tournament. A fun yeah. event. Glad to have it back in the state. Uh, it's going to be in Greensboro this week, and we're expecting a lot of Duke fans to be on hand for those games. Uh, what What do you think of the event being back in the state of North Carolina, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I love it in Greensboro. Just the his, the history of it. Right. Also, the fact that Greensboro is only an hour from my house. That's also <laughs> a good thing. That helps. Um, it does help, but uh, – I like, and I know, I know that money drives a lot of different things, and so we'll probably see it. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know how that'll work in the future, but all that to say, Greensboro has got that that really old school ACC feel. I know Jim Beheim doesn't like it, but uh, it, for for the for the the fans of the ACC back when we were what an eight school league, uh, Greensboro is the spot for the tournament. It feels right. It feels right to be playing yeah. these games in Greensboro. And, of course, Duke is here in the quarterfinals. Pretty amazing that we got in this position. Of course, last week we knew that Duke wouldn't be able to fall any lower than five. And here we are. The Blue Devils are all the way in the quarterfinals in the ACC tournament. Pretty good stuff and a pretty good way to uh, kind of end off John Shire's first regular season as head coach. Yeah, I, I was so convinced that we were going to be the five seed that I went ahead and purchased tickets to the to yesterday's session on Wednesday 
uh, and then had to get rid of them. Uh, immediately had to turn around and put them back on the market and, and try to get rid of them. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty convinced we were going to be that five seed. You know, several things had to fall into place for us to move up to get that double buy. Um, and it did. They did. And so the last one of them, um, uh, I believe, was the pit loss or something like that, that, that Saturday, right. uh, last Saturday. Um, but yeah, so I had already purchased those Wednesday tickets and I was so mad at myself, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really good. I, I listen for Duke to finish fourth, you know, that's, that doesn't sound great, you know, but if you just understand the ACC this season, you know, how close everything was and you know that some traditional powerhouse names were not at the top of the league, you know, those types of things. Um, I'll take a fourth place finish from this team ranked now what 21st i believe in the country uh, updated brackets i think have us as a fifth seed uh, in some places that i saw and so hey listen i wouldn't be mad about any of that really exciting to uh, be able to talk about this duke men's basketball team poised for a big run this week in greensboro and then also what they would be able to accomplish in ncaa tournament time so let's see if that can happen for duke here later today 2 30 you can watch the blue devils in the ACC tournament on ESPN. That's 2.30 Eastern. We'll get set to take our first time out of today's show, and we're back with more of Locked On Blue Devils after this quick break. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the absolute best, and you want them to be a part of your life when it comes to betting on sports. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. New customers get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel wants you to be betting on the NBA this time of year. The playoffs continue to get closer. You can bet from three-point shots made in a basketball game, point scores, the money line, so much more. Don't miss your chance on the no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Back here on Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. We're still overdue on a Duke in the NBA season recap thus far, Josh. We've been meaning to do that for quite some time. But, man, we look at the calendar, and while it says it's postseason time for college hoops, right, with conference championship yep. week here, and then, of course, we've got the upcoming uh, March Madness, that means the NBA postseason is one step closer as well. Oh, absolutely. And there's plenty of Duke guys right now that are, that are let's put it this way, that are very important to their team's success or failure um, in the NBA. And, and, you know, we know, I believe we're down to, we're down to 25 players, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and on an NBA roster right now, I believe Vernon Carey <clears throat> was a, a casualty uh, there from the, the uh, wizards, but 25 guys in the league and you've got, players and you know playing significant role just the other night what was it Grayson Allen in a really big game for the Bucks dropped 20 points in the third quarter alone <laughs> um you know I've been listening to people talk about that team and they're like no matter what moves they make if they're able to do anything or bring make some adjustments like Grayson Allen in that starting two two guard spot is pretty much a fixture I'm um, on that team so just you know players like that man it's just really cool 
uh, to see, you know, who in the world knows is Luca going to figure it out with Kyrie in Dallas, and are they going to put together, you know, uh, a run that they can do that they can have there in the Western Conference? Who knows? But yeah, Duke in the NBA is a lot of fun to follow, and I would encourage if you're a college basketball fan and you kind of went down that path like I did of like. I don't like the NBA. They don't play defense, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the narratives are around the NBA, give it another chance. Like now that there's so many Duke guys in the league, follow the Duke guys. It's a lot of fun to see them have success at the next level. Yeah, definitely. Give it another chance. Plain and simple. Just give it a chance yep. and, and see if you can find yourself attached to it. Look, we're so far behind with our NBA discussions with Duke basketball uh, because, you know, the current college basketball season has been so exciting and Duke's been playing so well. We haven't officially even recapped what happened at the trade deadline, Josh, yeah. with a bunch of Blue Devils on the move. So we've got a lot to catch up with in that regard. We'll do that here in, uh, in due time. So with that being said, though, we take a look at the former Duke Blue Devils playing in the NBA this time of year. So many of them were one-and-done freshman stars yeah. for the Duke men's basketball team. And earlier in the week, we saw the all-defensive and freshman teams announced by the conference. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube with us here today, you could see this graphic put together by the conference. And you look at that all-freshman team, three Duke Blue Devils, and then on the all-defensive team, Derek Lively, the second is position there too. Well, number one, I, I can't say how impressed I am with Derek Lively. You know, if we if we rewind two months, we're in early January. Um, he could have shut it down, man. He really could have. There, he was not getting minutes. He was struggling. The fan base was becoming impatient with him. Um. You know, to the point that I feel like Coach Shire had to even address it a couple of times in the media, um, and I felt like that co that Coach Shire they probably had a I don't know if they did, but it seems like maybe they had like a meeting of like, hey, are we going to try to make this work, or are we not? And you know, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? But I want to give a lot of credit both to Derek Lively the second as well as to the Duke coaching staff for for figuring it out, and they really did, and he became a an incredible force um, on the defensive end. And then I'll be honest with you. I look at the all freshman team and I feel I'm, I'm happy because I think all three of those guys deserve it. But I'm thinking Mark Mitchell, man, <laughs> like Mark Mitchell was like the most consistent. Uh, I mean, may, maybe you could say Filipowski, but, but up there with Filipowski, the most consistent of our freshmen and sure the numbers aren't flashy, Sure, his shot is herky-jerky. I mean, this is a guy who defends the best player uh, on the wing a lot of, oftentimes. He's a stat stuffer. He can shoot the three. I don't know. I, I I was very happy for Tyrese, for Kyle, for Derek. But I'm thinking, man, Martin Mitchell deserves to be on that team too. He absolutely does. When he plays well, Duke had a lot of success. We know the double-figure scoring stat that we like to yep. toss around, and we're going to continue to toss that around this weekend. Uh, as hopefully Duke makes a big run in the ACC tournament. J.J. Starling of Notre Dame, a one-time Duke recruiting target, and then uh, Judah Mintz at Syracuse were the other guys on the all-freshman team. How about uh, Tyrese Proctor? We talked about what Derek Lively did throughout the year. Kyle Filipowski, of course, is the ACC freshman of the year. But talk to me about Proctor. Well, I think if you're Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor has got to be the best thing that happened to you this year. And we didn't know that, right? right? We didn't know that. And I don't think we even knew that, you know, in early January, we were still trying to figure that out. Um, in fact, there was a game or two there where they started Jalen Blakes. 
right um in place of Tyrese Proctor but uh at some point in time in Jan- in, in early mid January once again I feel like this coaching staff made some really really smart decisions and one of them was that not only is Tyrese Proctor going to be inserted back in the starting lineup but he is going to be inserted back in the starting lineup with the keys to the car. Now that happened because of a little bit because of that Jeremy Roach toe injury um, as well. If you remember that um, he missed a couple of games and that kind of thrust Tyrese into that lead guard role. And, and certainly he had some struggles at the beginning. He had some very high turnover games, but his, his game lends itself to that. He's a high risk, high reward kind of a guy, but man, he has settled in um, when there's uh when they are when when a team is pressing us or when a team is really getting after us, there are certain players like that we just really don't want to have the ball in their hands because I don't necessarily trust them. Tyrese, you could pressure him all you want to. The guy's got a great handle. He's going to get around. He then looked for his teammates. He can knock down the shot when he needs to. And I, I hate to say this, Duke fans. I know the plan was from the start that Tyrese was coming here a year early so that he could stay two years. It would be like him being in high school this year and being uh, in college next year. But if I'm an NBA uh, scout right now, I'm telling that kid, if you come out and you're you're available in the mid to late first round, like we're picking you. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I hope he comes back next year. But at the end of the day, he may be playing himself so well into that spot where he doesn't. And you know what? Kudos to him, man. Coming from across the other side of the world, making that adjustment into the American basketball world, into even just the college world, and excelling the way he did, man, I've got nothing but great things to say about that kid. Don't make me nervous yet, Josh, right? Like I know. We haven't even gotten to the end of the year. I know. And, and I, know. I really, really, really am dialed in <laughs> and love the idea of thinking about sophomore Tyrese Proctor, right? But there's got to be a whole lot of buzz there at the next level, I'm sure, with what he'd be able to do. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, it's like that with any player, right? I mean yeah. – uh, in, in the in the current climate of college sports, you want your recruits to come in and play well. But when you're at when you're a, a program like Duke and your recruits come in and play well, that just means that the NBA scouts are all over them. And it's like, okay, I want you to play well, but I don't want you to play so well that like you're gone, right? It's like it's a weird. It's there's not many Luke Kennards left, right? There's not many, you know. Uh, of those kind of guys. And so it'll be interesting to see how we figure all of those things out in the future, but I never want to see a guy not play to his potential. And when they play to their potential and they get opportunities on the next level, man, have at it, go for it. Look, people are already making conversations next year about uh, ball handling in particular, right? When you've got both Caleb Foster and Jared McCain coming to campus, Jeremy Roach does have more eligibility left. Tyrese Proctor potentially coming back. All of those are amazing conversations that I really want to dive into at some point, but we've still After got a, a, a tournament run to make, right? <laughs> I know, man. I got I got ahead of myself, but I was really bragging. The point was <laughs> to brag on just how well Tyrese Pryder has played in the last, uh, let's say, six weeks. Um, he's just elevated his game, and he deserves to be on that all-freshman team. I understand <clears throat> You know that probably they couldn't put all four uh, Duke players on there. That would really look that would really look bad. Uh, but but Tyrese definitely deserved to be there. And like I said, I trust him with the basketball. Jeremy Roach trusts him with the basketball. John Shark trusts him with the basketball. That's all you need to say about a freshman, right?
You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils here today alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. I'm JJ Jackson. Josh, if you will, tell me a little bit about your podcast. Let's give it yeah, a plug. So we're, for sure, we're a Duke football podcast. We exclusively cover the team. Um, Coach Mike Elko, as, as you know, if you're a casual fan, uh, comes in the first season, goes 9-4, and four, uh, military bowl champs. Uh, we were able to be a part of that as far as uh, their practices and interviews and things like that. And so we try to bring you exclusive content uh, from a different angle. We we really are fans of Duke football first, and so we kind of bring you coverage of Duke football from a fan's perspective. So we have a podcast called the Section 17 Podcast. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. And we cover the team as uh, kind of nuanced and detailed as we can. Uh, obviously, spring ball is going to be coming up here in a couple of weeks, and we'll be there uh, for spring ball, we'll be there for the spring game and then getting ready, obviously, for that epic Labor Day matchup where the Clemson Tigers uh, invade Wallace Wade Stadium. And that will be a nationally uh, televised and uh, it's going to be one of those big games for the program that you really want to see Duke come out and play well. We'll talk all of that leading up. And so anyway, we would appreciate the support if you're interested at all in Duke football. As you mentioned, too, in the past, like expansion continues to be a very much part of the conversation when it comes to Lockdown Blue Devils. Uh, you guys are making plans to move over to the YouTube space as well yep. so people can see fresh cuts like you've got. To yeah, do. man, right. look at that. I mean, Shout out to my barber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking fly. You guys want to move over to YouTube as well. We will. We'll be uh, We'll be launching that. We're, we're getting everything in place right now uh, to go – to a video uh, platform there with YouTube. Um, and we're even looking at some Patreon things where we're going to give some exclusive content uh, to those that would, uh, that would support us in that way. So we have some ideas coming up for the new year and we're just trying, what we're trying to do is just, we're trying to bring um, uh, excitement and knowledge and like a realness to the Duke football program. And honestly, they know that they appreciate that. And, and so hopefully with the program kind of being on our side there, we're going to co- just continue to be able to grow and to bring more exclusive content and stuff like that about Duke football. So we're really enjoying where we're at and where we're headed. All right, let's start to wrap up. We're talking about the ACC tournament here today, Duke playing in the quarterfinals, an afternoon basketball game for the Blue Devils, uh, 2.30. If they win, they will play again tomorrow night. In the semis, they would play the first semifinal game so it's seven o'clock we're avoiding super late night basketball yeah. from duke this week we've done it all season though remember <laughs> i think we only had like two nine o'clock games or something right. the whole whole year and uh that's been really good for fans <laughs> uh, you know i'm not gonna lie uh, but yeah i mean I, I i love this this is that time of year especially you and i both grew up in the state of north carolina this was the time of year where like your your uh, your teachers, you know, would would bring in the TV or, you know, you're a little younger than me. But like back in my day, they'd roll in the TV on the cart, the big. I remember ugly, those days. OK, oh, yeah, yeah. The big old <laughs> ugly TVs. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, for for I don't know, just for nostalgia's sake. Right. Um, but, yeah, Duke has got really good time slots. I mean, I love the afternoon slots for uh, the afternoon slot for, for today. And then, like you said, if we go tomorrow, we're the early slot. And I do love the fact that this tournament ends on Saturday. It kind of lets the ACC dust settle yeah. before Sunday. And then all the craziness is going to take place, you know, Sunday, getting everything set up uh, for the brackets and all that stuff. We get to see how wrong, you know, bracketologists are and things like that, which is always fun. So, 
Well, so we, we talk about Duke going on a run here. We mentioned our good friends uh, at, at FanDuel, and you look at sports books across our country right now. Um, Duke continues to be one of the favorites to win this entire event, which if you asked us in mid-January, we keep referencing that time of the yeah. season or, or early February even. I don't know that you would have found that to be the case. What ultimately do you think can happen this weekend, Josh? What, what can Duke accomplish as they get going here in the ACC tournament? Well, there's a couple of things here. Number one, there's not a team playing better. And I think that's backed up, not just by the eye test, but like, and I'm not a huge advanced analytics guy. I mean, I believe uh, Connor O'Neill, you you speak to Connor quite a bit. He's more into that um, type of stuff than I would be and, and others. Um, I don't really get, get into it, but the advanced stats also back it up that Duke is the best team in the ACC as far as those are concerned. And so I believe that, you know, Duke has as good a shot as anyone. I do think there's a couple of things, one of them mainly being if we get to a rematch in that championship game and it happens to be against Virginia, that would be like a, a really <laughs> big, a really big opportunity for Duke. Because no listen, doubt. I love the fact that whoever is, uh, is running that social media uh, for the official Duke account, they will not let that go. Like, yeah, uh, let's see, when was it? I think it was Tuesday, Monday. Um, they tweeted something um, about uh, Kyle Filipowski or somebody or, or or the team. And at the end, it said like one call, basically one call away from something else. So like they've still not let that, that officiating blunder uh, there against Virginia go. And so Duke could have an opportunity there, um, you know, in the championship game to, to face Virginia. And so here's my thing. Uh, if I had to put money on one team to win it, I'm going to put it on Duke. I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not going to bet against this team. Um, you know, do I think we have national title potential? I don't think I could put my money there per se yet. But who knows? No one. No one thought last season at this exact juncture. No one thought UNC was going to do what they did last year. Right. And they did. Right. And so, like. Why, if they this can do March. that, why can't we, right? March, yep. anything can happen. And it's all about peaking at the right time. Once again, as we said in the past, we've, we've been the Duke team that's not peaked at the right time. And so this, this team seems like it is barring injury, knock on wood. Um, you know, this team ought to be competitive in every game it plays. Josh, appreciate the time as always. Let's go Duke. Let's have a great week at the ACC tournament. And I'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, for sure. Next week we'll be talking about the results of the ACC tournament and then what's going to be taking place in in the real March Madness. And so we're looking forward to that, man. Have a great week, JJ. That's my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast joining us here today on the program. Again, go support them. Leave a five-star rating and review for the Section 17 Podcast and do that for us as well here at Locked On Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.